First of all, I want to say, I want to mention that this sermon was uh, greatly informed by a book um, that I read. It's called The Gospel According to Moses by Daniel Block, who is a professor in Old Testament at Wheaton College. Uh, and I don't quote directly from it, but I, I draw from, uh, I drew a lot from, from reading that. <clears throat> when I was in college, I belonged to a home church for a while, and I, I went to visit one of the leaders. We were having a get-together, and I knocked on the door, and he asked for the password. And I kind of hesitated, and he prompted me with, uh, we worship him. And I was like, I was sort of very timidly, I was like, Jesus? Even though I wasn't, you know, in my mind, I wasn't sure. I knew that Yeshua had died for my sins. I knew that he was the Messiah. But to say that I worshipped him, at that time, I, I hadn't really thought about it. A few weeks ago, I was chatting with a Palestinian Muslim. And I, I explained that I was a Messianic Jew, that I follow Esau, one of the Arabic forms of the name Yeshua. He asked me some questions about Yeshua. He said, how could God be a man? How could a man create everything? And so I explained that uh, Yeshua said some things about himself, that he was one with the Father, and I, I kept asking him questions about Esau, Yeshua. And I asked if Esau did not mean what he said about being one with God, does that mean that he is a false prophet? And then he was like, oh, no, 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 no. So we, we talked a little bit about this. For Jewish people, this is perhaps one of the hardest parts about Yeshua to understand. Is Yeshua God? And how does Yeshua's identity fit with the teaching of monotheism in the Torah? We have a very strict monotheism in Judaism. We are not to worship other gods. So, what to do with Yeshua? Do we worship him? Is Yeshua God? That is, is he the same as the God of Israel, Adonai, the ineffable name, Hashem, the creator? And as Messianic Jews and Messianic Gentiles... Why should it matter? How does the theology of Yeshua affect our everyday lives? I started thinking about these questions again after reading through this week's Parsha, uh, Re'eh, which is uh, Deuteronomy chapter 11 to chapter 16, more or less. And uh, in chapter 13 of Deuteronomy, I found this. It's the um, beginning in verse 1. It says, If a prophet or someone who gets messages while dreaming, arises among you, and he gives you a sign or wonder. And the sign or wonder comes about as he predicted when he said, let's follow other gods, which you have not known, and let us serve them. You are not to listen to, that, to what that prophet or dreamer says. For Adonai, your God, is testing you in order to find out whether you really do love Adonai, your God, with all your heart and being. You are to follow Adonai your God, fear him, obey his mitzvot, listen to what he says, serve him and cling to him, and that prophet or dreamer is to be put to death. Because he urged rebellion against Adonai your God, who brought you out of the land of Egypt and redeemed you from a life of slavery, 
in order to seduce you away from the path Adonai your God ordered you to follow. This is how you are to rid your community of this wickedness. In other words, if a prophet comes, even doing signs and wonders, and tries to get Israel to worship a God other than the true God, he is to be put to death. And then I thought, I bet someone has applied this to Yeshua to try to prove that he was a false prophet. And then I thought, well, I've got to prove them wrong. And sure enough, on the website Jews for Judaism, Jews for Judaism is kind of an anti-Messianic site, they mention this passage, this very text, with respect to Yeshua. Now, by the way, I feel I am also a Jew for Judaism, right? I mean, Messianic Judaism is part of Judaism, but that's another sermon. Anyway, so this, was, this is what the website said. Um, what these two separate passages teach is that if a prophet arrives, claims he was sent by God, gives you a sign or wonder, and that sign or wonder comes true, preaches nothing but adherence to the Torah, then the Jews are required to follow him. However, if that prophet tells you that any part of the Torah is changed or that you should worship something that you weren't commanded before, then that prophet is automatically proven false, even if his signs and wonders came true. In fact, he should be put to death. And when I read that, I was excited because uh, the website goes on to try to prove that Yeshua changed the Torah and he commanded worship of something else. But the truth, the truth is, Yeshua did not change the Torah. But in fact, he became the Torah. He fulfilled the Torah. He gave the Torah its full meaning. He taught the true meaning of the Torah. He explained the Torah. He was a living Torah. But he did not change the Torah. Moreover, the website is saying that the false god he advocated for was himself. So the second claim remains. Did Yeshua advocate for idolatry? Was he a false prophet? Well, to tackle these questions, let's look at the original text of the Parsha, figure out what it is saying, and why it is saying that. The text of Deuteronomy 13 is warning Israel not to follow other gods. But why this reminder about worshiping God alone at this time? Deuteronomy as a whole was Moses' last sermon. Moses is not going with Israel into the land, so he's giving them his most important reminders, the summary of the teaching of Torah. He's saying to Israel, God loves you. God brought you out of Egypt. God made a covenant with you. So follow him and not other gods, and you will be blessed in the land that God is giving to you. Israel needed reminding of her covenant, and that's why it's important that Israel not be swayed by the gods of the other nations that they were going into. It's a reminder. Israel remained faithful to Hashem, and if Israel ever strayed, Moses' last sermon, Deuteronomy, reminded them to come back. The text of Deuteronomy calls Israel back to God to worship him alone. But who is this Hashem? How is the God of Israel known in Deuteronomy? Well, he is known by his acts, his character, and his values. 
what he does, what he is like, and what is important to him. He is known as the God who brought Israel out of Egypt, who took Israel to be his own possession, who redeemed Israel by grace, love, and faithfulness. And now we're getting into the character of God of Israel in Deuteronomy. He is full of grace, compassion, and mercy. He is holy, good, and righteous. And the values of God link his actions with his character because he values relationship with Israel and is loving, and he will redeem her. In fact, all of these characteristics and values in the Torah do not appear in a vacuum, but they appear in relationship with Israel. One of the ways which we can define God's identity as revealed in the Parsha and in Deuteronomy in general is like this. The God of Israel relates to the people of Israel. He calls them to follow him, and when they don't, he calls them back to himself. In the Parsha, in Deuteronomy 12, 29 through 31, we find this. When Adonai, your God, has cut off ahead of you the nations you are entering in order to dispossess, and when you have dispossessed them and are living in their land, be careful. After they have been destroyed ahead of you, not to be trapped into following them, so that you inquire after their gods and ask, how did these nations serve their gods? I want to do the same. You must not do this to Adonai your God, for they have done to their gods all the abominations that Adonai hates. They even burn up their sons and daughters in the fire for their gods. So before they even enter the land, Hashem is reminding Israel through Moses that they will be tempted to follow after the other gods of these nations that are already there. And God is being preemptive, predicting this temptation. He's saying, when this happens, when you get there, continue to follow Hashem. Hashem is a God that wants Israel to worship him alone and calls her to do so. So we've seen that the God of Israel is known by his identity, his character, his acts, and his values. And his identity is centered around the people of Israel, for he calls the people of Israel to himself. But what does this have to do with idolatry and the passage in Deuteronomy 13? One of the ways in which God's identity is known is in comparison to these other gods. As we saw in the passage above, the God of Israel is not one who requires them to burn up their sons and daughters in the fire like the other gods. The identity of Hashem is different. It's distinct. It's unique among all the gods of the nations. Isaiah 37, verses 18 through 20, puts it like this. It is true that the kings of Ashur have laid waste all their countries and their lands and have thrown their gods into the fire. For these were non-gods, merely the products of people's hands, wood and stone. This is why they could destroy them. Now therefore, Adonai, our God, save us from his power, so that all the kingdoms on earth will know that you are Adonai, you alone. The context of this passage, and we can leave it up for a second, is that uh, Hezekiah is being taunted by the kings of Ashur. So they're, they're coming to him and they're saying, well, we laid waste to all these nations, and none of the gods of those nations protected them. So why would it be that the God of Israel would protect the nation of Israel? And to this, 
Hezekiah responds, these so-called gods are not even gods at all, but idols of wood and stone, the artwork of humans. But Adonai, in contrast to these non-gods, is not the creation of humankind, but the creator. Hashem is not a non-god that can be burned up, but a protector and provider for Israel. Therefore, God's identity as the redeemer of Israel is in contrast to the idols, the non-gods of the nations. Now, thank you, that's good. Thanks, Robert. Now let us examine the identity of Yeshua. If Yeshua identified with the God of Israel, if he connected his identity with Hashem's identity, then he was not a false prophet. In fact, Yeshua was calling the people of Israel back to the God of Israel, just like God was doing in Deuteronomy. Not only that, but Yeshua was identifying with the God of Israel by identifying himself as his representative on earth. He is not a false prophet, but he is a divine Messiah. So, what's my evidence? Well, the God of Israel is known throughout Deuteronomy as the God who brought Israel out of the slavery of Egypt. So, does Yeshua do that? Does Yeshua bring Israel out of slavery? Yes, the slavery of sin. And not only Israel, but all the nations of the earth. John the Immerser, when he first sets eyes on Yeshua, he proclaims in John chapter 1, verse 29, Look, God's Lamb, the one who is taking away the sin of the world. So John is making a connection between the Passover story, how God is known in Deuteronomy, when God took the children out of Israel, children of Israel out of Egypt by the blood of the Lamb. And the story of Yeshua, when God took the children of God out of the slavery of sin by the blood of the Lamb. Yeshua. Yeshua identifies with the God of Israel because he does the same deeds. He does the same things. Notice that Yeshua is also the instrument by which the God of Israel acts. Yeshua is the Passover lamb and the Savior. He's the sacrifice and the priest. He's the instrument of God and the representative of God. And from other scriptures, as we will see, he is the fullness of God made into a human. So we have seen that Yeshua identifies with the deeds of the God of Israel. But what about the character and values, the compassionate way that the God of Israel loves the people of Israel in Deuteronomy? In Matthew 23, verse 37, Yeshua cries out, Yerushalayim, Yerushalayim, you kill the prophets, you stone those who are sent to you. How often I wanted to gather your children, just as a hen gathers her chickens under her wings, but you refused. To me, this is just like the relationship between God and Israel in Deuteronomy. It's as if Yeshua is saying, Israel, you reject the prophets, you refuse my commandments, but I long to gather you to me like a mother hen to her chickadees. So we have seen 
that Yeshua identifies with the God of Israel in his actions, in his character, and his will to draw Israel to himself. So how can we understand Yeshua's identity? Should we worship him as we worship the God of Israel? Well, there's evidence in the Brit Hadashah that Yeshua is worshipped. In Matthew 2, verse 2, the Magi ask this, Where is the newborn king of the Jews? For we saw his star in the east, and we have come to worship him. The last sentences of the Besorah of Luke, chapter 24, verses 50 through 52, states this, He led them out toward Beit Anya, or Bethany. Then, raising his hands, he said a barucha over them. And as he was blessing them, he withdrew from them and was carried up into heaven. They bowed in worship to him, then returned to Jerusalem, overflowing with joy. And in the Besorah of John, chapter 9, verses 35 through 38, it says this, Yeshua heard that they had thrown him out, and when he found him, he said, Do you believe in the Son of Man? Who is he, sir? The man asked. Tell me so that I may believe him. Yeshua said, You have seen him. He is the one speaking with you. Then the man said, Lord, I believe. And he worshipped him. These passages can be a little uncomfortable for Jews to read. Yeshua receives worship? How can this be? Well, one way to understand Yeshua's identity is as the Word of God. As it says in John 1.14, the Word, the Torah, became a human being and lived with us, dwelt among us. Yeshua is the Word. He is the Torah. So we can relate to him in a similar way. Do we worship the Torah? In the sense that the Torah is one with Hashem, yes. But on the other hand, we worship the God of Israel through Torah. The Torah is a revelation of who God is. The Torah is revelation of the identity of God. The Torah was with God in the beginning. God created all things through the Torah. John 1, verses 1 through 3, says this. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. All things came to be through Him, and without Him, nothing made had being. We can leave that up for a second. So if Yeshua is the Word, if He is the Torah, we can relate to him the same way. Yeshua was with God in the beginning, and Yeshua was God. That is, they had the same identity. All things came to be through Yeshua, and without him, nothing made had being. We can also understand Yeshua as a revelation of wisdom. Proverbs 8, verses 22 through 27, speaks of wisdom, God's wisdom, this way. Adonai made me as the beginning of his way, the first of his ancient works. I was appointed before the world, before the start, before the earth's beginnings. When I was brought forth, there were no ocean depths, no springs brimming with water. 
I was brought forth before the hills, before the mountain had settled in place. He had not yet made the earth, the fields, or even the earth's first grains of dust. When he established the heavens, I was there. Does this remind you of John 1? Wisdom was with God in the beginning, and God made everything through wisdom. Wisdom, Torah, Yeshua. Each one is the revelation of God and the instrument of God. They are distinct from the rest of creation and, in a sense, part of the Creator. To worship the God of Israel through the Word, through the Torah, is not idolatry. To worship the God of Israel through His wisdom is not idolatry. To worship the God of Israel through Yeshua the Messiah is not idolatry, but rather how we relate to God. So when I read verses in the, in the Brit Hadashah where Yeshua receives worship, I understand these to mean that people are worshiping Hashem through Yeshua because He is part of the identity of God. So, back to the questions I asked in the beginning. Do we worship Yeshua? Yes, in the sense that we worship the Father through Him, recognizing that Yeshua is part of the identity of Hashem. Is Yeshua God? He is as much God as the Torah is God. The Torah is the fullness of God in a scroll. And Yeshua is the fullness of God in a person. Is Yeshua a false prophet, urging the worship of another god? No way. Yeshua, rather than being a false prophet, actually restored Israel and all the nations of the earth back to the God of Israel through himself. Yeshua is the truest prophet there ever was. But why does this theological matter matter to us? Because we want to have an answer for those who claim and say that Yeshua of Nazareth is not Jewish. To follow him is not Jewish, but it's idolatry. Those who say that Yeshua is heresy, unbiblical, or contradictory to Judaism. However, to follow Yeshua of Nazareth is the same as following Torah, following God's wisdom, or following the God of Israel in his entirety. The Word, wisdom, and Yeshua are all revelatory of God, instruments of God, and share in the identity of God. And if we follow the Lamb of God, Yeshua, if we are his disciples, we must continue his work. We must, we must partner with him and recognize his identity. As Yeshua was called to bring Israel back to himself, so we are recalled, we are called to restore Israel and the nations back to Hashem. We are called to walk with God's wisdom, with the precepts of Torah, and with Yeshua, right? Like David's song, walking with Yeshua, right? If we walk with Yeshua, let's walk the same way that he did. Let's worship the God of Israel and encourage others to do the same. Let's pray, God. Lord, um, 
we thank you for the truths in your, in your word. We thank you that, um, that you are God and you alone. And we thank you that you revealed yourself through your Torah and through Yeshua the Messiah. And um, we, we pray that these truths would take root in us so that we would have an answer to, to those um, who say we're following another God. But we can say no, we follow the God of Israel um, and that we would have a, a defense um, that we would be strong in, in our faith and in the knowledge of who you are, O oh God, and your scriptures. And in Yeshua's name we pray. Amen. Well, uh, let's rise, if you are able, for the Aaronic blessing and the Kiddush. Yivarechecha Adonai ve Yishmarech. 